moment of silence. Today is Tuesday, September 11th, 2018, and you're listening to the official VIEW News Podcast. I'm Adam Jar with my guest co-host, Doug Wagner. You can find links to all the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. NativeScript View 2.0 is almost out, and this week, Jen Luber gives a sneak peek of the new features for this tool that lets you make mobile apps with Vue. The folder structure will be simplified, and the frame element will facilitate the sharing of common elements across app pages. And you can now use NativeScript's Sidekick tool, which abstracts the CLI and comes with starter kits and helps with tasks such as building your app. Recently, in the Vue Discord Q&A channel, there was a discussion with core Vue team members Chris Fritz and Damien Dulish. They touched on best practices and answered questions on topics like designing components, when to use Vuex and when not to, how to best communicate between sibling components, tips on when to split components into smaller ones, and more. Check out the channel to read the discussion. If you've ever had questions about what is going on in part of the view directory tree, Core View team member Sarah Drasner has created a visualization of the relevant files of a view repo, along with special notes taken from a view core meeting with Evan Yu. This can help people navigate through the directory structure and get context on how and why things are set up the way they are. Managing state in front-end apps is not always the easiest problem to solve. Fortunately, if you're using Vue and your app is large enough, Vuex is a great solution. Vuex is Vue's own state management pattern and library. But if you're curious how Vuex is really working, Adria Fontcuberta wrote an informative and entertaining piece on state management from the ground up. He slowly builds a global state holder that he adds methods onto until he essentially creates a simplified version of Vuex. Definitely sounds like a great way to learn more about how Vuex functions and its design pattern. Definitely. If you're listening to this podcast, you're clearly interested in Vue. Unless you're a spy. (laughs) Right, unless you're a React spy gathering dirt on Vue, in which case this next article should interest you, where John Datsarakis compares the React and Vue ecosystems. Ah, scandalous. So how did he compare them? So he built the same single-page application with both of them. He wanted it to be more than a simple to-do app, so he included some more realistic features such as routing and state management. And the verdict? Well, React Router frustrated him when it came to locking a user out of certain routes. He said it took him hours of researching and he wasn't happy with the cleanliness of the solution versus just adding the requires auth property on Vue Router. He also found it overly difficult to access URL params with React Router. Makes sense. What about state management? So Vuex won over Redux for him as well. He found Vuex simple to implement versus feeling like it was tough to find and implement some clear and concise code as a newbie to Redux. He also spoke about how Vue brings an ease of use when accessing data in your actual layout with things like V4. He said it seemed like little helper functions aren't really React's cup of tea. Additionally, he much preferred the design and helpfulness of the Vue dev tools versus React's. Sounds like he's Vue all the way then. Yeah, well, he seems to respect React overall, but felt that fewer batteries were included, so to speak, making it harder to implement solutions that could and often are simpler with Vue's first-party libraries. Yeah, there's really something to be said for how Vue's ecosystem has been designed as a set from the same core minds. Yep. 
As developers, we are constantly learning. Working on the bleeding edge of tech means staying current on modern technologies or becoming outdated. Outdated and unfortunately out of a job. Right. Developers need to stay skilled, which is why it's so important to have access to quality learning resources along your professional journey. In a new Medium post, Dobromir Pristov walks through a list of Vue courses and resources to help you get started learning Vue and dive deep into more advanced topics. So what are some of his favorites? He points to Maximilian Schwartzmuller's Udemy course, The Majesty of Vue book, Lara Casts, and of course, Vue Mastery. He even quotes Greg Pollock speaking about the importance of having a diversity of learning resources. Yeah, it's great to see more Vue resources popping up as the framework gains more traction and popularity. TypeScript is undoubtedly popular, especially among developers using Angular. But what about TypeScript with Vue? There are a decent amount of tutorials on TypeScript within .view files. Yep, but some developers might be looking for more flexibility. And with Vue CLI 3, using TypeScript with Vue just got easier to implement. In a new tutorial, George Hansen walks through using TypeScript classes instead of single file .view components. I imagine he shows how you can select the class style component syntax option from the CLI. Yeah, so he starts there, then he takes the hello world.view file that's provided for you, and he converts it into a TypeScript file. Then he continues showing you how to start building in Vue with TypeScript classes. If you've got an app on the web, you probably want people to visit it. Probably. But if they can't find it, they'll have a pretty hard time using it. Right. It's been said before, if you want to hide a dead body, put it on the second page of the Google search results. Exactly. No one's digging through multiple pages of results these days. So if your SEO is not on point, it'll be very hard to grow your user base. Right. And with a single page view app, Google won't be able to crawl your site for all the info it needs to put you high up in the results. Yeah, we need to implement a solution for that, such as server-side rendering with Nuxt, or if your app is small enough, pre-rendering with something like the pre-render SPA plugin. In a tutorial, Snipcart shows how to use that plugin with Vue to make sure your site doesn't end up buried in the bowels of Google. Yeah, no one wants that. No one. If you're using Nuxt, you'll likely want to remove the unnecessary bits from your app. You can accomplish this in a few ways, including using compression. Compression allows your web server to provide smaller file sizes that load faster for your website users. Right. You may have heard of compression with gzip. That's been the most popular compression method for more than 18 years. But a more recent option is Broatly, an open source algorithm from Google released in 2015, which excels in both file size and speed. In a recent blog post, Alexander Lichter demonstrates how to get Broatly working with your Nuxt app using a middleware called Shrinkray. He shares how he compressed his app by nearly 20% with this process. Sweet bro, Lee. <laughs> You've been listening to the official View News, your weekly serving of the most relevant news in the View community. 